0: Hello and welcome to the SAP Experts Podcast. My name is Jonathan Fogarty and I am absolutely delighted to be hosting another episode. The world of energy generation and consumption is changing drastically. Utilities are faced with incredible challenges in providing sustainable, reliable and affordable energy for their customers across all market roles. Today we're going to talk about the challenges utilities face due to disruption in global supply chains, the increasing demand for customers to be able to generate and store their own power, and the need to provide green, reliable alternatives to the long-established fossil fuels of the past. And maybe more importantly, how is SAP supporting them in this transition now and in the future? Joining me to help make sense of it all is Daniela Selman, Global Vice-President of the Industry Business Unit Utilities for SAP. Welcome, Daniela.
1: Hi, Jonathan.
0: Thanks for having me. Well, it's a very great privilege to have you here and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. But you know, before we get into the nitty gritty and all of the world at large for utilities, I really love it if our guests can tell our audience perhaps a little bit about themselves and let let us know a little bit who is Daniela and 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 tell me your story to date and what it is that you actually do at SAP.
1: Absolutely. So I'll start with myself then. Um, I just turned 31 years old. um, So I'm still pretty young. I live in the south of Germany, close to Seeheim-Juggenheim. That is uh, close to like a mountain place where you can do proper downhill and um, road biking. And I'm also doing triathlon. Uh, when I started, I, I was actually a swimmer. So it's been a long way to try it on. <laughs> um, but in my uh, life, I grew up uh, flying a lot of, a lot of small and bigger planes with my father, who has been a professional pilot. So I grew up with uh, Trans and Chestnuts and gliders, and I was mostly up in the air. So one of my big dreams, uh, and that's a private information, is that I really want to get a pilot license at a point otherwise i'm traveling a lot looking forward to come to australia new zealand as well getting my inspirations from like books and art but also from family and friends so at sap i started my role now in um the industry business unit just recently but i'm um, yeah already since many many years at sap so i think 10 years in total um i have several sales roles before. I've also been uh, heading the pre-sales team in Germany for utilities. Uh, so various different roles. Originally, I'm from uh, automotive and industry manufacturing. So this really like gives me another perspective just because I know a different industry. Yeah, but now in that role, I'm uh, yeah responsible for the global utility strategy and the go-to-market, but also solution management and always strongly connected with our product management and engineering team and for sure working hand-in-hand with the field colleagues and our customers. And that's the most important part about it. I wow,
0: think- well, that's an incredible resume and and I, I look forward to seeing you flying your own uh, your own light planes in the future. It sounds quite exhilarating. and And what an interesting background and and a backstory. And I hope uh, that comes through to our audience today, your your passion for the subject and your passion, you know for the customers that that make up this wonderful industry. Uh, let's talk about the utilities industry then. Danielle, on the back of that, and And that role that you've taken on its such an important industry and an important role for SAP right now, so high profile. So the first 100 or so days, how's that been? How is that journey for you into that role? And and, and tell me a little bit about, you know, this first 100 days or so of being in this role at this incredibly important time.
1: I like the word journey a lot (laughs) in that Ah. question. So, <laughs> it's almost 200 days now, um, unofficially or informally. So, actually, I started when the Ukraine war started, and then we really saw that, at least in Europe, everything everything we have seen in terms of disruption um, accelerated more in that industry. So, in Europe, we're very much concerned with diversifying our energy portfolio, pushing more towards renewable energies and off-gas to be more independent, Also politically um, and to make the energy transition happening we see like the prices increase we see that all over the world now um, and we also at least in Germany so many of our retailers go insolvent just because they cannot afford due to the contracts that are having with their customers to stay longer in business and I think um, yeah that combined with the extreme natural events that we are seeing so looking at the last 30 years it has increased by three times which actually means that um, in Europe we see like the drought crisis I think you and Australia and New Zealand saw a lot of floodings as everywhere else in the world so there's a lot going on there but originally when I um, started in this industry so as I said, I came from automotive and discrete manufacturing. So when I started in utilities, um, I had to understand that I'm shifting from an industry where you could normally apply processes globally to an industry where you're, first of all, considered critical infrastructure now. And then you have different local rules and regulations. As I said, I worked in the German market before. So... um, yeah, we are pretty good with regulations and rules, as you might uh, can imagine.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed.
1: And then um, also having like regulated, deregulated markets in Germany, we have uh, a deregulated market and we cover utilities, everything from generation to retailers. We also cover water and waste and recycling. In Germany, uh, we are having only three nuclear power plants still running and we actually wanted to take them off by 2022. So that might change now, um, uh, depending on what's happening with the oil, gas, and energy prices. But yeah, all in all, it's like super complex and industry, uh, interesting industry. So what I'm hearing from my team and also the customers, it's it has never been such a great time to be in industry, but also not been that challenging at all in that industry. So these first days have really been understanding the global magnitude for me, um, understanding where our customers are heading, um, looking at like only the amount of greenhouse gas emissions the utilities industry is responsible for it's like 73 percent and that's like a huge amount which means we are playing first of all we're having a huge uh, responsibility but we're also playing a huge role um so from sap side i need to understand what really is the scope and value that our solutions bring to the customer and then also understand um, yeah where we can get better with our portfolio in order to just support what our customers want to do. And that's what I've been majorly concerned within the last uh, 100 or 200 days. And I really want to make sure that uh, we define the way forward. Also, where, where we, um, at SAP, who do we want to be in that energy transition next to us having a priority on and sustainability, which we have across industry, uh, no question. But really make the first decisions that bring us at the forefront of the partnerships with our customers. I think that's really what has been going on the last days and something else. And that's like super interesting to me because don't get me wrong. I always loved my job. I, I like really like working at SAP and I've worked many different uh, roles in sales and communications and pre-sales. But the role now um, is something where I feel like I have a, Purpose that I get up to every morning and that really like fills my everyday uh, life. So I really love the job and I, yeah, love the customers, love the team. So super happy to be here. Wow. Well, gosh,
0: fabulous answer and such a rich tapestry of challenges and opportunities. For you and your team to face, and I want to dive into, gosh, all of them, but but I really want to start, and I like the people dimension, and you talked about the customers, and people can't see Daniela, but her face lights up when she mentions the customers and her team. So maybe let's start there, because I, I know that connecting to SAP's customers and partners and thought leaders across the industry is incredibly important to you, and that really comes through in what you've said and what you talk about. Your team recently deliver, delivered this flagship event in Munich, the International SAP Conference for Utilities. Maybe let's start there. Can you tell our audience maybe a little bit uh, about that event? Why was it important uh, for you and the team, and, and and maybe some of the highlights for you personally that that you got out of that event?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, first of all, I'm super proud of the team so for what they delivered. It's been the first time after COVID that we're able to host it live. So we really had like 500 participants on site from like 35 different uh, countries. We were a diverse group. So we also hosted a business women network lunch and um, we had like many nationalities, but also like many women there already. I was super happy to see that. Um, and... Yeah, we actually like spoke about all the important topics that we see out uh, there right now that actually Enable the innovation for our customers because let's be honest, technology can always be an enabler, but it's not the innovation itself. Maybe um, so. What we what we focused on was really um, the transition from the ISU system to S4HANA Utilities. We focused on sustainability. We also included electromobility um, in terms of distributed energy resources because that's going to be a huge topic for us. Uh, that's upcoming, and then customer experience for sure. That is. Uh, what we actually center everything else around. And we really made sure that we had enough um demos and trials to show because I love to speak about our solutions, but more than that, I love to show what we can actually do. And um one like first of all, also big thanks to all the partners and sponsors because we're like 20 partners sponsoring us that have been at the event that put a great lot of work in that as well. So, super happy to have you here. Um, and we really used that event in Munich and um, that like the, the response was really good on that. We launched our new product, SAP Utilities Core, and I'm super happy that we had the chance to do it there. It was right on time and it's our safe transition for all of the customers to the cloud, essentially with all the core process that they have, with the overall meter to cache process. So from my end, really good that we made it in time to announce this. And we have launched it officially available. And I think that was great to see for our customers because here we are really shifting to a very simplified model for the customers to consume our innovations um, in a holistic way. And uh, yeah, I think because I, I think what was the most impressive feedback for me was um, the response that they all said, we see a different version of SAP there. We see a new version of SAP. We see, you're move, moving ahead. You want to be our partners, especially when it comes to making energy transition happen. And I'm super excited to what's going to come. And I think, uh, yeah, you should be very excited as well. And stay tuned because uh, this has just been the first step uh, in the long journey that we're having in front of us.
0: Well, I like that little bit of a little bit of a tease there from Daniela of more to come. I like that. That'll keep the the listeners. Engaged and interested for the rest of our conversation, I know. And look, I had the great privilege of being able to go to the IUC this year and there was a real buzz and there was a real sense that, um, you know, the customers were working on solving really big problems together and, and, and working on really meaningful things, um, at, at a really challenging time. So maybe we do need to pivot, Daniela, into some of those incredible challenges that, that your customers face at the moment and, and this, transition of this disruption, you know, the challenge on the business models is quite profound. SAP, you've talked about and you've positioned really nicely a leader from a technology perspective in this industry. How are you seeing the challenges for your customers here? What is it that that your, you and your team are seeing for the industry right now?
1: I think I concluded it when I did the closing words at the international utilities conference quite nicely. When I said, it's interesting to see that actually utility strategy fits or works. Perfectly fine with the SAP strategy. And we're actually like moving in the right direction hand in hand. Because um, when we speak about utilities, we mean everything from retail, uh, from generation to retail, waste recycling, water, as I said before. And all of them have in common that they need to make sure that whatever they do today, they need to continue doing it, but in a more efficient and effective way and they need to reduce their costs for like, I would call it best practice that they have. But at the same time, And that is also what we are trying to do. They need to look at their next practices. So what is really going to come and how can I free up resources within my best practices in order to invest them into the next practices? And there we see many different scenarios. So we see retailers uh, looking more into services because selling energy is um, selling a commodity. Most of them are not making uh, any money on really just selling the energy, but rather on services they provide alongside with that. And then for the DSOs, for example, we are looking a lot into the distributed energy resources uh, management systems topic. So how can we include our end customers more actively Um, and engage them to become not just prosumers, so not only generating energy for themselves, but flexumers where they generate energy for themselves, but then also sell them back to the grid, um, which again implies that we have an intelligent grid system that is able of consuming the energy that comes in and able to build the energy and all the other scenarios that are being possible when you think about a possible flexibility platform where everyone contributes in order to meet the demand that the grid has and make sure that there are no shortages. So I think that's like super interesting. That's something we're moving in. Um, I said it before, so 73% of greenhouse gas emissions are really related to energy. So there's a huge space that we can look into. And I really feel that we are partnering with them around their business innovation and that the technology we provide is able to enable their innovation and make sure that they move from like their best practice to their next practice. I really like that. And besides that, we see heavy investment into the grid. I think that was also where we discussed with the Australian customers. And uh, Jonathan, thanks again for bringing so many Australian customers uh, (laughs) to Munich. You're welcome. (laughs) That was super nice to see. And um, I had a discussion with some of them and um, looking at like microgrids. So the idea that I was just speaking about uh, in terms of terms, um, you in Australia, you have microgrids already. I think the challenge that you got is that you can't scale them properly. In other areas of the world, we don't even have that because it's not it has never been a problem itself. So I have been in May in um, Abu Dhabi. They said, we don't really need that. Like, well, Sure, it's a topic we look into, but like we have a lot of resources here. This is not like our main challenge. And in Germany, yeah, I would say this is one of the main challenges though, to use more renewables um, and at the same time include the end customers, without having like access to a lot of renewables ourselves. So we don't have huge coastlines and stuff like that. So I think this is where like countries like Australia and New Zealand are just in a better position to make better use of renewables. And yeah, maybe to sum it up, um, we see that there needs to be agility and flexibility in order to move forward. And this is also why we have launched our new product, well, we say we make sure to run your commodity business at its best, but give you the opportunity to also pivot then in the new business processes. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, that was that was
0: brilliant. And I think it just highlights, Daniela, you know, for the people wherever they're listening to this around the world, that that energy markets and their challenges, there's a lot of commonality, but there is a lot of differences as well. And and different countries and regions have got their own problems and challenges and opportunities but I guess it would be remiss of me Daniela not to talk about only the electricity generation sector where the challenges are huge but water itself as a sector also incredibly complex and dynamic they've got their own issues right now so gosh that's a whole other portfolio and a whole other set of challenges and issues isn't it right now
1: it is absolutely yes In Europe, we see a um, heavy or a bad drought crisis as we've never seen it before. And I think in uh, Australia and New Zealand, you have lots of floodings there. I think we had that conversation. So um, there's a lot happening and also in other parts of the regions. But for sure, like droughts and floodings, not just a topic that uh, our water utilities can cope with, but also where our government and regulators have to come in. But in general, looking at the world, we can say that really 4 billion people are almost two-thirds of the world's population are really experiencing severe water scarcity. Um, And with 3 billion people out of those, we don't even know what the quality of their water is that they use because of the lack of monitoring. And that's a gap that we definitely need to close because we need to understand, and I think, Um, for us, that's maybe harder than for other countries, Um, but really you need to understand that water is not a commodity, but it's like something that's really sacred and we need to make sure that we, um, yeah, work with it in the right way, use it appropriately. So I think um, mainly, what we have seen water utilities discuss with us and also concerned about is improving their water catchment. And that's not just a utilities a water utilities topic, but also that's a topic that we need to educate the society about. Because we can all do rainwater capture on like a smaller scale for our garden or whatever um, usage we want to uh, use or whatever we want to use it for. And then we also see that um, the water utilities mainly focus on infrastructure um, improvement and the reduction of leakages, because looking at the water loss that we have in general, we are losing a lot of water. And the biggest loss that we face is actually in the water distribution network, um, which really not just impacts the loss of water, but also the energy that we put into that water and the quality of the water. Because if you have um, not so much pressure, the pollutants just get higher and the water quality declines. So this is something uh, that's also playing a part. And there's a good example from uh, the US government. Uh, They just announced a huge program, uh, which is the Biden-Harris lead pipe and paint action plan. And actually, that is in order to really improve the water quality and make sure that everyone has in the United States access to clear water. A lot of that also centers around the education uh, of the end customer and putting the right incentives in place. So I think we need to be more incentivized by water utilities to make sure that we use water properly. So I think also legislation is playing uh, a big role in this uh, because they need to make sure that they support water utilities in bringing up their business cases and making sure that they have the right investments for their infrastructure. Um, and what was super surprising for me, because I just had a recent interview on um, the droughts and floods, was that um, the US was also the first country that actually connected their global security to water security, or vice versa, water security to global security. But that has not been happening anywhere else before. So we'll see how this turns out and if it uh, makes really a change and has an impact on water utilities. But I think that is a great sign that we now understand, um, also in developed countries, that we need to make sure that we treat water in the right way. And also the rainwater that we see from all the floodings, it has to be used properly. So we really need to make sure that First of all, um, the legislation government work hand-in-hand with our water utilities to provide irrigation channels, for example, or make sure that we have really areas in towns, for example, that can be flooded and that it's just incorporated in an urban design. So we do not just treat it as a, like the flooding itself is a problem, but make sure that we kind of work with it and uh, that we save the water that comes in and make sure that we clean it, properly treat it in order to reuse it. So this is something where water utilities play a big role and where we need to think ahead of how is our environment going to change in the next year and how can we make best of use what's going to come there? Because a few things we can't influence and we can only learn how to work with them. So, I mean,
0: it's some incredible challenges, Daniela, and, and, and such a broad scope. You've talked a little bit about helping our consumers move from prosumers to flexumers, but I'm interested in the face of all those incredible challenges and th- this incredible time we're living in, in this industry. What's SAP's role? What's the technology strategy that you're driving? Your team is driving uh, to help customers meet this because we, We can only do so much, but where are you focusing as a team now and in the future and how do you see, I guess, the SAP story coming together with some of those challenges?
1: Yeah, we have a huge magnitude, first of all. So I was looking at 4,600 customers when I started to roll globally, uh, and that is scaling across 123 countries. So first of all, it's a huge footprint that we have, which ultimately means if we do the right things for our customers, then they are unable to do the right things for their customers, which accelerates the energy transition in the best case. Um, So... In general, we make sure that our technology really gives the opportunity to utilities to really stay agile and flexible and meet the evolving requirements of the market. Also in terms of shifting regulations, which we see in that market uh, quite strongly. Um, We have pushed the utilities core, as I said, in July to the market, which should enable utilities exactly to optimize their best practices and then have enough time and resources to focus on the next practices. So what we do is um, we provide technology for them to transition into the cloud. So with our S4HANA utility system, um, we cover the whole meter-to-cache process. And we also combine this with great innovations from our SAP industry cloud. Um, it all runs on our business technology platform and it's a super convenient offering by point of delivery. Um, so all in all, it absolutely makes sense to, to go along that way. We have all the mature functionalities that you're seeing from like services to meter to billing, uh, all the way up to market communication and deregulated market. So it really has like a holistic package of functionality which we um, are pushing to the market to be consumed by our customers to optimize how they run today. And then alongside this, we also provide the technology for new innovations. Um, For example, the DER scenarios we're just discussing, this is something that we are focusing on and where we're doing the first steps in order to provide a holistic vision for our customers as well. Uh, And we... Like when we transition, we always want to make sure that we are following the north star. So we are trying to get our customers as much back to standard as possible. All of those projects are always change management projects and business project itself is not an IT project. So we really need to make sure that the technology <laughs> that we provide um, and the effect it has is super transparent to the customers so that they know when they start their journey where they want to go and um, that they can use us as an enabler, but that this, like the software that we provide and also software other vendors provide will never be the innovation itself. So I think this needs to be clear, but we can do so much as that we make sure we just cover all of the requirements that the customers have and that we support them in any way possible.
0: If that makes sense, yeah, no, it does, and I, I, I like the answer. It's it's about uh, making sure that those core processes are not consuming so much of the time and effort and budget of these organisations that they can't then innovate and adapt and change. So, getting a simplification of that uh, that base layer, but also giving them, I guess, that platform to innovate and the opportunity to be flexible and agile to meet not just the the challenges that you've so beautifully touched on today, but I guess the challenges around the corner that we haven't even recognised yet. I, I want to go a bit further, though, Daniela, and you've kind of touched on it because, you know, as, as I sit here in my country, uh, you, you know, all around me, I can see solar panels on roofs and uh, and, and people want, you know, home storage of, of electricity now and all of these devices, the behind-the-metre stuff or this distributed energy concept that you've talked about, you know, our customers have traditionally never had a network to be able to support that technology. They've not been able to recognize or uh, interact with that technology. This is one of the big challenges and, and you've, you've touched on it beautifully. I want to understand a little bit more, Daniela, what does what the role SAP have play that you've sort of teased a little bit in terms of this extended network, these distributed energy resources, whether they be solar panels or storage batteries, uh, where do you see SAP now and in the future having a role in that broader, more enhanced network?
1: I definitely believe we play a role. I believe we do that even today. So when we look at that market in general, we see that there will be huge investment of around like 800 billion euro into distributed energy resources by 2030. And distributed energy generation is expected to account for like 10 percent of the world's global installed power generation by 2030. So um, that is a huge amount. So we have to play a role in this. It's not just that I do believe we do it already, but we have to and I think no one else can afford not to be part of this. Um, Many of our customers that actually use um, various assets nowadays are in some way connected to an ERP system or touch an ERP system. So their processes anyways run through our system nowadays. Um, And now we just want to make sure that um, focusing on the asset management space, that we make sure that we provide a holistic concept around distributed energy resources, leveraging what we already have, but also speaking about um, where do we have potential to grow and to provide more technology. And. Worldwide, we see that there's a huge um, untapped potential in private households, so 89% is not yet used. I think Austria is maybe a good place to show that there's already a lot of things popping up on the households. Um, here in Europe, uh, we are working on that, we are investing in this, but we need to make sure that... Um, in the future, all of those different PVs installed can be fed back to the system in order to really make sure the grid is balanced in the right way. And there we see again the shift from optimizing the best practice to transforming the next practice, uh, whether or where we would see distributed energy resources. Uh, within the next practice sector. So utilities really need to manage the assets, the solar panels, the wall batteries. Um, We have e-mobility fleets that needs to be managed. Uh, We see different energy storage possibilities like batteries and so on. So actually we have a few cases where we are already investing with other utilities into distributed energy resources. SAP is a member of the CEO Alliance for Europe's Recovery, Reform, and Resilience, where the leading companies in Europe are really coming together to drive innovative projects. Bflex is uh, a great illustration of how such a project can look like and is funded by the EU Horizon program. Among other utility customers, we are part of that as well. And the idea really of Bflex is to provide and create an energy system with energy flexibilities by bringing together the distribution grid operator and flexibility providers to stabilize the power in the grid and really avoid huge investments into the power grid of DSOs that otherwise would be necessary if we wouldn't have that network to exchange the energy flexibilities. And the main goal of that uh, innovation project is to really develop a business network to build and provide a marketplace for energy flexibilities. So there you could go um, as a customer onto the platform, find the right partners, make sure you close the flexibility contracts for the amount of flexibilities you need, but also do the financial settlement in the background. And then we make sure with our customers like Eon, Enel, Iberdrola, who also work with us on that marketplace, um, to create a POC and show that to showcase that really to other stakeholders and get the buy-in to this and then productize it. And I think this is like something where we are really working on the forefront of innovation, hand in hand with our customers, and where you can. Perfectly see how technology can actually enable such an, an innovative case in order to make uh, distributed energy resources um, able to be traded.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. And I think, probably, Daniela, what's really heartening for me, you know, our customers can kind of hear this and get the sense that SAP is working, you know, with the right groups, with legislators, and looking at. Making sure that the product set now is going to incorporate the challenges of the future and is going to be something, you know, these investments are 5, 10, 20-year investments for our customers that they're making in these platforms. And I think it's great to hear that SAP's strategy is about making sure that it's future-proof for all of these challenges that we've talked about. I guess to wrap it up, if I may, you know, you've got customers maybe in the US or people in Europe or here in in Asia Pacific, listening to this, what would be your ask or your wish to our customers? You know, you're new to the role, 200 days in. You're full of energy and optimism. What's your ask for the people that that are maybe already SAP customers, or maybe considering being SAP customers in this space?
1: Yeah, I think most important for me, is, uh, and and I do like that in my everyday work, is um, the challenges. So I think you should never stop challenging us in the way we provide technology for your innovations. Please make sure to do that uh, constantly because you're our greatest inspiration and we really want to live up to your expectations. And by saying that, I mean that you also, as a customer go hand-in-hand with us and co-innovate alongside us creating new technology for you. I think that's super important because everything we we want to develop, we want to develop along your business requirements. As I said in the beginning, we're we're in a great position. We have a huge and broad customer base, which is global. We count some of the world's biggest utilities our customers like Enel, Aeon, Duke, PG&E, Devant, many more. And we will make sure that we got your back. Um, but we need you to constantly give us feedback and uh, never stop the conversation. I think that would be most important for me.
0: Well, the challenge has been laid down by... Daniela Selman, the International Head for SAP's Utility Industry. Daniela, we're getting close to time on the SAP Experts podcast. What an interesting and fascinating industry, and you are absolutely at the forefront of it all. Um, if people want to hear more from Daniela or they want to stay connected to you and, and the community
1: and your team, what, what would be your, your invitation, I guess, for that? First of all, Jonathan, thank you so much for having me. So if you want to stay in contact with me, uh, dear customers, please make sure that you follow me on LinkedIn, um, that you reach out to me anytime, reach out to my team anytime, um, give feedback to our uh, front uh, colleagues, so the sales colleagues in the field with you. And uh, you can also subscribe to our utilities newsletter, so you will always be kept up to date on what's happening uh, globally within our utilities community and our utilities family. So, yeah, happy for you to connect in any way possible.
0: Well, I love it. Well, sadly, that is all the time we've got today on the sap experts podcast daniela thank you to you it's been fabulous for your time Uh, you've heard the offer from daniela we'll put some information in the show notes so people can find all those links that daniela talked about but for now uh, on behalf of daniela selman from the ibu for utilities globally for sap my name is jonathan fogarty your host of sap experts it's been fabulous until next time it's bye for now